0: This is Blythe Baines, and you're listening to Inspirato Projecto.
1: So it's, uh, what do we got here? The 23rd of April. Time is now 1119 p.m. We took uh, my sister Jenny's car up to... the airport. I just dropped her off. She's going out to help out my mom. She's going to go help out my mom. Take care of her for about five days. My brother drove out from Tennessee to help out my mom because she, about I think it was three three days ago, four days ago she woke up and her eye was cloudy and she just thought that maybe she you know, I don't know if she got something in her eye but her eye was cloudy and she ended up just going to the doctor to see like, what's going on when it turns out that while she was sleeping, for, I don't know how this happens, but somehow you can actually get a stroke in your eye. And I went online and I looked it up and it says, you know, yeah, if you, the longer you wait, the worse it gets. So my mom caught it just in time and they took her in for surgery this morning. So she went in for surgery this morning. And so when you heard that episode of this podcast with uh, me and my sister Jenny and my brother Josh, talking about you know the uh, car, me driving the car into the pond, you'll see that the uh the whole the whole the whole thing came about because I just happen to be already recording a podcast. And then I ended up hearing in the other room that Jenny was talking to them. So, yeah, my brother Josh is out there in Chicago Land area helping out my mom. Because she can't, she's not supposed to move or do anything. I mean, she can't even pick up stuff. That's how crazy it is. It's like, it's such a, uh, it's such a, such a careful thing. So yeah, Josh is out there. Jenny's out there. So what? What's so crazy? What's what's extra interesting about this is that that episode where I'm talking about where, where we're talking about that, where I drove the pond into the lake and all that razzmatazz. And there's a bunch of uh, stuff on there with yachtly crew and stuff. Uh, It started out with me reading uh, facts about Manchester, Jamaica. And that came about because I ended up learning that that there's there's a listener, someone who somehow heard the podcast way out there in Manchester, Jamaica. And so I wanted to say thank you to them. So it's interesting, cut to probably 15 minutes ago, after I dropped Jenny off at the airport, I was driving down you know we're just driving down the the freeway i took her i was, took her car back, drive down the freeway, and I passed up an exit for a street called Manchester now, on the way up to l a x she had been playing this music on Pandora, and wow, it was just angelic i don't i can't even explain what it was it was kind of electronic um just very ethereal i don't even know what station she's listening to but it's very ethereal and as i was listening to this i was getting hints of flashbacks of of dreams that i had because it felt it sounded like the music that was the music that was coming through had the same kind of vibe the same mood the same it contained the same ingredients as the vibe that I was experiencing in the dream, whatever it was, so while we were driving, for instance, let's say one song is on and it's and it's like slowly chipping away, slowly chiseling away at the idea of whatever. whatever that, that dream was that contained that particular vibe. Uh, it, it, I can't even quite explain it, but, boy, it was fascinating. And then, and then to come across the Manchester thing, I felt like it tuned me into this, into this awesome dream state. And I was tempted to talk all about it in the car on the way back. So, I figured, oh, one of the things I meant to do on the way back, talk to my buddy Mike Schley on the phone. If you look on the Inspirato Projecto Instagram page, you'll notice there is a, an interesting Photoshop thing there called Dizzy It looks so cool. It looks like something David Lynch would make. Uh, my buddy Lawrence August. My collaborator, extraordinaire, my fellow collaborator, he—he he made that, he photoshopped that. I put that up there. So that—that that was about, I don't know, four or five days ago. And Sunday, right after our Yachtly cruise show at Disneyland, I was getting out of the van, and all of a sudden I started feeling dizzy. I was feeling dizzy, I was looking down and bam, I was feeling like a, like a Disney, a dizzy, like a, it's like a split second, like, choo-choo. I'd move my head and it felt like just like a weird, kind of slightly weird and dizzy, so Philly Ocean and I ended up going over to Grayson and Nicoletta's house, she made us some wonderful, uh, wonderful Dutch-Greek fusion Easter dinner, and... Uh, and I ended up I ended up going to uh, sleep and while I was there while I was laying in bed, we slept over there, while I was laying in bed all of a sudden the room was spinning I got up, I threw up went to sleep Um, woke up in the morning, I think I threw up again so I was feeling very weird. I was feeling kind of dizzy that day, kind of nauseous. And the nurse came in. Turns out I had low blood pressure. I hadn't drank any coffee. You know, I drink I drink a lot of coffee, and I hadn't drank any. I guess. I don't know. Who knows what's going on? But anyway, I told my symptoms to my buddy Mike, Mike Schlee, who you just heard in a past podcast. He uh, told me to get ginger. Did I talk about this? I feel like I talked about this already. If I did, forgive me, forgive me. If not... Uh, this is something new that we need to know. He says that ginger helps out with your... Uh, balance, I guess, in some way. I don't know if it does something with equilibrium or whatnot. But he said he used to own a... Uh, store where they had... They would just juice up all these delicious juices and they would make ginger they would do like shots of ginger liquid ginger Um, it must take a lot of ginger to do something like that oh what is this what is this these things look like ginger but they're peppers oh here we are here we are $2.99 a pound. Yikes. I say, interesting. I want to just get an entire one of these. Or a couple of them. Why not? There we go. Get a couple of these little ginger roots. Decent ginger roots here. What I'm going to do is I'm going to blend these puppies up in the uh, blender. But before I do that, I got to get distilled water, and I'm going to uh, with the distilled water. I'm going to ozonate it. And then I'm going to blend it with the ginger. And then I think I'm gonna, maybe I'll put some honey in there too know. Why not? Apple cider vinegar. Let's throw it all in there. Give it a good, give it a good buzz. Easter is over, which means, which means, uh, which means there's going to be some interesting uh, sales. Oh my God. There's going to be some great, I can imagine, I see it I already envision it in my brain there's gonna be some great candy sales. We'll loop back around and look and look for those. But right now, we're on a quest for distilled water. So So it looks like we're in the right aisle here. Hello. Hi, how are you? Oh there's the distilled water. I'm glad I'm in the right place. <laughs> Do you drink distilled water?
2: Yeah, sometimes.
1: What, what brand do you recommend?
2: I like Arrowhead. Oh, yeah? Yeah.
1: All right. Thank you, yeah. based on your suggestion. I'm yeah. going to be drinking this. Awesome. All right, so we got some distilled water now. Uh, maybe it's time to get some more eggs. Looks like I'm going to have to put this down. Yeah. We have to put this one down. We will get back to you later. The time is 1.47 a.m., 4.24. Here, 24th. So, uh, it's been a while since I had
0: cereal. I'm going to share, I'm going to share this cereal with you.
1: vegan cereal. This giant cereal. She said I could have it. So it doesn't get stale while she's gone to Chicago helping out my mom. Oh, good God.
0: This is good. Mmm. 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 Huh? Mmm. 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 <coughs>
1: say granola type shenanigan and a peanut butter type of Captain Crunch kind of thing. Taste listen to the deliciousness. Each one of those crunching sounds mm, represents pure delight. So John Teeter. I'm not Going to get into the big history of John Teeter, but look up johnteeter.com. Um, he was a supposed time traveler from 2000, and 2001, end of 2000, beginning of 2001. Then he went back to 2036. Uh, long, long, long story, but every once in a while, I'll go on to his Twitter. There's a couple different Twitters tweets that John Teeter uses but I just wanted to read you this one this one has to do with William Shakespeare so I'm going to read a few of these that he wrote William Stratford oh, interesting Stratford we used to have grown up we used to have Stratford Square Mall hmm hmm wow I thought it didn't occur to me. Oh, also, I'm drinking, like, a almond, like, chocolate milk. Mm-hmm. Can you really call it milk? Can you really call it milks, though, if it does not come from the teat? Mm-hmm. Uh, Instead of coconut milk, they could say coconut liquid material. Uh, Instead of cashew milk, cashew liquid material. Liquid cashew material. Same thing. Liquid almond material. So, here we go. William Stratford was a wealthy investor and a very fine and humorous actor. Shakespeare was mainly... Amelia Bassano Lanier of the Jewish family of musicians come to Henry's court to perform music. A lady of Elizabeth I. William Shakespeare. Anybody see Shakespeare in Love? Well, the screenwriters had to have studied William's life in order to come up with this story. Guess who the lady is? She's the real Shakespeare. Amelia Bassano Lanier. William was the actor. If anyone actually bothered to read William Shakespeare's personal history, they'll find no mention of his writing, only that he was a great investor of the theater and a very well-known actor. William also had Elizabeth I's endorsement. Her Lady Amelia was Shakespeare. I don't like to promote author Joseph Atwill because he does take his comments to a very dark place. His ideas come from others, but his work linking the New Testament to the campaign of Titus is solid. So is his work on Shakespeare. He knows who the good historical P.I.s are, So I decided to look up Amelia Bassano, and there's a uh, September seventh two thousand and fifteen there's something here about about uh, about this. Wow. Incredible. Incredible. How fun is that? What a fun little, like the fact that he left that little nugget in there. little curious nugget that scholars just kept debating all throughout the years. Was William Shakespeare a guy? Was it a woman? Did someone else write it? Hmm. I remember reading that it was apparently at some point some people thought it was a king who was using a pen penman, penmanship Just realized that the word "name" is man backwards, but with an e. Penman, pen name, penmanship, pen name, pen name, penmanship. Hello, Mr. Penman. Hello there, Mr. Penman. Mm -hmm. Hello, Mr. Penman. Imagine that just coming up with your own name. Do you think people uh, maybe they had first came up with their own names? What do you think someone else named them? I guess it depends on whether you were raised by wolves or not that has a lot to do with the name how do you come up with a name like the chief stands in the wind Windwalker. walker. Did the idea come to them while they're on peyote? Hmm? How'd that work? So now... Shakespeare. Interesting that the writer Shakespeare was apparently a woman and yet the plays that Shakespeare put out there from what history tells us men played the women's parts very very intriguing was that their little joke their little nod their little uh, way of letting the audience know like hey guess what there's a lady writing this there's a lady writing this thing oh that's what this is it's chocolate oatmeal oatmeal liquid material it's crazy what chocolate tasting oatmeal liquid material Youngman, Penman. uh, Where's some of the other ones? Hello, I'm Mr. Youngman. Hello, I'm Mr. Penman. We'll look up some others. So, yeah, if you want to send in ideas to this show, Send them to me. Send them to me. Inspiratoprojecto at gmail.com or you can call it up, put it on the voicemail. Five six one two zero three nine one seven nine. That's the that's the uh, that's the one to call. So take care. Inspirato projecto will be back with more
0: before you know it. Defender of the Crown, playing Pole Position, and getting the attachment for the Atari 2600, being able to use the wheel to play Pole Position, amazing. You know, getting the the video game gun for the Nintendo Entertainment System, amazing. The excitement of playing at arcades that Friday, you know, at um, Galaxy World in Carroll Stream, remember that? Played at Galaxy World, and then, you know, you'd you'd hope to get a couple dollars and then quarters so you could play Galaga, you know, and then you'd have to wait in line sometimes. you get enough grease on your hands from the pizza to make that joystick work.
1: Have you got an idea? Have you got a song? Have you got a poem? Have you got an IQ? Have you got a laundry list? Have you got something cool that you want to share with the world? Send it on in. Call up 561203. 9179er. Alright, that, that number once again is 561203. And it was five, six, one. now 4.56 in the p.m. It is uh, May... No, April. April 24th. I'm taking you with me to the to the store right now. I need to get some peanut butter, bread, and dish uh, dish Washing liquid. Need some dishwashing liquids. Tonight I'll be joining Louis Magruder and his girlfriend Sonia and some other folks, other fine folks who I may or may, have, may not have met in the past. Uh, we'll be meeting at Maselli's And uh, yeah, we'll be meeting at Maselli's and talking about a project which I cannot reveal the details of. Now, it looks like we put the filming of the other film that I'm working on with Ryan McGonigal and the, and the folks who did uh, Black Pumpkin and Bloody Bobby... Um, that next project house in the middle of nowhere. We are scooting up.
2: Hey, what? Do you, what's going on with this place? Is it going out of business or um, is it? We're actually just moving in a couple of months. Oh, you're moving it. But last month, one of the managers left. And I just became the new manager last week. Oh my God! Week, so that's Holy why cow! It turned into this
1: shit, <laughs> dude. So but yeah, I, we're still up until the end of July. I've been so excited that this place is here. I mean, has it been doing decent oh, yeah, with yeah, the we've business? Been doing okay. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's the, good. House
2: on Carolina room with Kevin Gates. That's our newest one. That one's super popular.
1: Oh, so that okay? Because I saw a big sign out here. That said a House on Carolina. That, that's the one. Now is that, that's an two addition. Rooms
2: inside. Oh, okay. The
1: house, yeah. Oh, an extra room inside the house. Yeah,
2: yeah. Now it looks like there's another structure out in the back there. Um, that's. I mean, we mostly use it for special events and stuff like that. Okay. Oh, Oh, okay. So people can uh, like rent this out for special events. Yeah, we do it a lot.
1: Oh, do do you have a card?
2: Um,
1: If not, I'll just look online.
2: A lot of like special events, and then coming this summer, like every other Monday, we'll be doing like little film screenings. Oh, that's awesome! That's a great showing, idea for film screenings. Right? Yeah.
1: How are you getting films? Can I like how people just doing to submit to it? royalty
2: free, like *Night of the Living Dead* stuff like that. Oh, um, that's awesome! Um, mostly because I'm into the horror genre. I so I, I was I in a, I a, um,
1: a horror film called *Bloody Bobby*, and I had a screening at a place called Sunland Sunspace, which is really awesome, way up in Shadow Hills. But I would love to do uh, I would love to do a screening. At, at, at some point
2: yeah do I just find uh, you through the website yeah hollywoodscapehouse.com yeah you can message me that way okay or call, yeah, dude
1: there. I'm Kurt nice to meet nice you nice to meet you I'm Patrick it's so cool man so wait you're saying you're, you're moving
2: um yeah and a couple at the end of July we'll be moving but once we're actually moving in the next month so that way there's no like downtime or anything oh gotcha gotcha but yeah this will be completely gone where's the, the other place going only a couple blocks that way off Laurel Canyon oh okay, okay. oh cool
1: alright man Have a good thanks one, a lot man. well there you go Um, so there you go. It looks like he's. Uh, this place is getting changed over. Huh? Interesting. Uh, so there you have it. New piece of new piece of uh, information that we didn't know about before. Intriguing. So there are things brewing right now. Brewing, brewing. And uh, it's interesting to see how it all happens. It looks like my mom's eye surgery uh, went along okay. She's healing well. My brother was out there until today, I think it was. Yeah. Jenny got out there this morning basically, I went to the uh, airport last night to drop her off, so she's out there, hanging out with mom, and uh, this is the second time in my mom's life, as far as I know, as far as I've witnessed, where she has had to have like an eye patch sort of situation on her eye, first time it happened, we were really young, and uh, I think my parents were still together, my mom would write these notes she couldn't seem to say stuff she couldn't get stuff off her chest so she would write stuff a lot and give them to my dad and uh, I remember this one time she was writing on one of those yellow you know those yellow do you call them legal pads? I don't know but they're yellow. They got the stripes on them. And uh, you got the lines on them. And, you know, they like at the top there, you go, you just rip it off. So she was writing up something, and I remember she pulled that thing out. She tore it out. And as she tore it out, the way that, it, that the wind took it, it flapped and... Phew! She got a paper cut on her eye. Oh. Oh. It's just terrible. Terrible. It's always dark in the house, anyway. We grew up in a house where it was just dark in there all the time. She couldn't stand bright lights. It's always dark in there. I had to be quiet. Very quiet. It had to be dark in the house. She had terrible migraines. And, uh, You know, us being the uh, rowdy kids we were, it just kept, uh, you know, amplifying it, running around being hooligans. She would have these terrible migraines. I think she still gets them. My buddy John Garside gets terrible migraines too. He tells me he starts seeing little spots in his eye and things just start getting really bad. And before he knows it, he can't see anymore. He can't drive. He said, uh, there have been a couple of times where he started, he'd be driving and he would start, he'd start seeing those little tiny little effects, little tiny bits of the, of the uh, migraine coming forth. and uh, He'd have to race home. He'd have to get home as fast as he could, or pull over, or something. But there are those instances like that where I'm sure you'd you'd you wouldn't be able to make it home. So you just have to pull over, and you know I don't know, fall asleep, fall asleep for a little bit until it went away. I luckily have never experienced uh, that kind of headache in my life. I'm so fortunate. Maybe it's because I drink so much coffee. I don't know. I've heard that when you drink coffee, it, what does it do? It's supposed to be good for headaches, apparently. I don't know if it shrinks or if it expands. I don't know what. does something with the blood vessels. <laughs> so. Some scientific thing does some kind of scientific thing with the blood vessels that 's for sure. Bottom line is something happens and it apparently it happens in a way that 's good and helpful, and it relieves the tension of the headache so maybe that 's what it is, maybe through all those those years of um, of having coffee, it just sort of alleviated it and it just, you know just took away its power before it could even begin that'd be pretty cool I was talking with Mike Schley the other day on the phone he was talking about uh, what's it called Uh, it's a blue methylene no, not methylene Hmm. I don't know, some special this what is it is, it's a it's a blue uh, it's this blue liquid that goes into fish tanks that what happens is it's supposed to be for fish tanks. What it is is it's highly concentrated, there's oxygen in there. And uh, it's so it's so highly concentrated that when, when fish are swimming upside down, and you put that into the fish tank, it's supposed to uh, help them out. Like, they'll, they'll immediately flip over, and it'll it'll wake them up. And if you actually take this stuff, it's got properties in it where it um, apparently it takes away the food source of cancer. Whatever cancer breeds on whatever it, whatever it you know, whatever its food source is, this, it, like, takes it away. So it's basically starving. It starves it. And, uh, before you know it, cancer's gone because it, it was, uh, starved to death. It's all, all it has no more food. All we're looking for here is dishwashing liquid. That's what we got. That's what we're looking for. That's it's it's what, what we're setting our sights on here. There we go. Grease cleaning. That's what we want. My, my new mission is, uh, when I walk through grocery stores now, is I, I try to take as much of a, least pa- a path of least resistance as possible which is tricky sometimes because uh, you can never really actually um, predict which directions people are going to move in, you know. You might think it's a perfect time to make your move, to scoot across, and then right then that's when that person decides they're going to, you know, move in front of you. And I, you know, it's interesting. I don't know if it's maybe my training with Columbia College or whatever, but i got to tell you, through that, through, through uh, learning, the idea of ensemble and give and take and being aware of energies and how to sort of distribute the energy where the energy needs, you know, um, if there's a hole on the stage, you know how to fill it in. If there's a a, a space and everyone's grouped up in a corner, well, then you become one of those people that, that takes up that empty space over there instead of being grouped up in a corner. And so it's a series of that. And I think I, I was... Uh, so what do you call it I was very spoiled with that mentality. You hear me talking about it all the time. In fact, I never stopped talking about it because it's so important. But when you come across those who are not aware of that, where you're walking and you're like, "Certainly this person sees me." And then they move in your direction in front of you and you're going, "Well, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's just like I have a respect for the the path the intention behind a path. I don't know, maybe that's it. I'm trying to figure out the, uh, what it is. Like if I see there's a through line and it looks like a person is moving towards the, let's say the freezer, I'm not going to suddenly decide I'm going to walk in front of them in front of the freezer and cut off their path, make them stop. Like I just don't do that. Maybe there are people in the back of their brains. They're so used to that idea of competition of, you know, being the best, being the, you know, I'm gonna stomp all over you, uh, you know, I'm the best. And that they, they're so used so conditioned to that idea that maybe they just subconsciously just try to stop the flow. They try to cut off the progress of other people's flow. Maybe that's what it is. But there's enough flow for, for everybody, for everybody. There's enough to go around. That's that's part of the 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 craziness of this. Is that there is so much flow to go around. There's tons of it. Tons of it. And and it's totally possible to live in that kind of harmony at all times. It's totally possible. That's why, you know, like Cirque du Soleil, that's why you see them working so well together. They're becoming one mind. They're becoming an organism. They're becoming a they're aware of each other, they know what's going on, even if someone improvises they're aware of the energy so much that they're willing to allow for that allow for that space and it's uh it's really a remarkable thing when you find yourself experiencing that you know, being in the middle of something like that, where there's that give and take situation, where there's the uh all for one and one for all type of mentality. Are these where all the bags are? Right, uh, so when you're when you're that into you know that kind of spirit, where it's like a true superhero team kind of thing, it's a it's a shock to then work with uh, a series of uh, low vibrating mindsets that are. are more interested in um, you know, letting the ego drive them, so to speak. Letting the ego be in the driver's seat rather than sort of the, um, the uh, you know, if you think of yourself as you're each a, a tentacle of, of the thing that's moving along and like each tentacle kind of has its, its job. It's not to say that they each have to Quote, stay in a lane, unquote. It's that um, the others are aware of each other tentacles' range of motion, and the group has become so, uh, so, so concerned about. They become so concerned about uh, just being one one thing, one thing moving. They're so concerned about that is that the universe will just naturally fit them together. That's how cool that happens. It shuffles it. Have you ever seen some of those, those magicians, some of those people who are really good at cards and they They got like all these different ways of shuffling cards, and sometimes when they shuffle cards, it looks like there's so little effort being put into making the cards shuffle, and maybe you could see like, you know, they'll shuffle the cards upside down or sideways or weird diagonal ways and um there's There's always some kind of way that those cards just seem to behave it's like It's like the magician. Um, almost like he's got strings tied to each and every single little card and they're all just obeying him. So it's like the magician is, in a sense, speaking to a deeper level of understanding than just simply the cards themselves. He's speaking to the you know, the force, so to speak, the tapestry that, that is uh, that everything is just woven together in. So when you see that kind of behavior going on, or let's say with birds, you look up in the sky and you see all those birds. Why aren't they getting... Why aren't, they, why aren't they crashing into each other? Why aren't they you know, smashing into each other and getting each other's way? Well as, as, you, as you look at the consciousness on those various levels, the plant consciousness, the animal consciousness, <clears throat> um, there are those animals that are hive minds, cats. Uh, Dolores Cannon in her book she talks about how when you bring a cat into your house you domesticate a cat you're individualizing it you're individualizing it, you're showing it what it's like to be an individual it doesn't have that um, hive mindset however you can see what happens when you bring a few cats together they definitely become, they start becoming a hive mindset. Yes, they have each of their individual personalities. Uh, and you do, but you do see how they learn from each other. It's quite remarkable. So, when you tune into that, tune into that aspect of the, of the, of the all that is, of the, uh, that phenomenal, uh, the phenomenal vibrating wavicles just swimming all around at all times that we're choosing to turn on or turn off that might be an interesting way of looking at it of kind of thinking about it, it just popped in my brain it's like turning on the faucet, turning off the faucet turning on the faucet turning off the faucet and then whatever directions it goes in is all based on what faucet is turned on if we want to use an extra analogy, we can use The analogy of yes and no, or light and dark, on and off, open and closed, Uh, open, open up the shade or close the shade, open up the shade, see the light, close the shade, got darkness. It's interesting when you the more the more we find ourselves just noticing, just seeing how how the world behaves, how the world cooperates, how everything in the universe moves along, depends on each other, complements each other It's uh it's incredible. There are things that are just happening out there in nature, which are for the benefit of animals. And animals just grow up, they don't know. Or maybe they do, who's to say? We say that they don't know, but we're saying that they don't know from our perspective as having what, you know, we, we perceive that we have a bigger brain. Maybe they have the bigger brain. We think we got the bigger brains, so we're storing it all in our heads. What if they got the bigger brain? Because they're more in tune with all that is. They're more in tune with the, the the source that's flowing all around and in between. When you're plugged into that, you got it all. You got the biggest brain. That's why that meditation, when you're doing the meditation, you got uh, open open it's like the top you know the top of the blender you open it up there it goes all the all the all this all the uh, ingredients there it goes there it is you're plugged into all this wonderful nutritious information and then when you come out of meditation look at all of that you were just plugged into the all that is i can imagine I haven't done much meditating in my life, however, for those who do it a lot, like folks like David Lynch, I can imagine coming out of meditation is very similar, this is my theory, it's very similar to when a baby is first born. A baby comes from all that is, all this limitless possibilities out there in the world. All that all the limitless, all the infinite possibilities and bountiful, bountiful. And it comes from there. And then it's filtered into this limited body. But it just came from this source of just having everything, everything. go anywhere, do anything. It makes that agreement. Okay, you know what? I'm going to be born into this body that's going to go through trials and tribulations. I'm going to try to get over all my karma as much as I can. And they come out. And it's a contract that they agreed to. But they forget. There's that amnesia. I mean, not for necessarily everybody. Not everybody has that amnesia. You know, some folks can rapidly remember what their past lives were, what their agreements were. Um, That's why I think things like channeling, things like past life regression are great because they enable a person to dip into that subconsciousness and bypass their judgmental, uh, their normal... Earthling judgments, preconceptions, limitations, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, yada, yada, yada. Words, words, words. So on and so forth. Ladies and gentlemen, we're now brewing up some distilled water. I got the. Uh, dish liquid which I'm so happy about and we got the um, peanut butter which I am so happy about it isn't silly love isn't silly at all middle all right, it's all for now. I got to wash some dishes. It was great talking to you. David Lynch personally started a campaign in Hollywood
2: to get Laura Dern an Oscar nomination for her performance in Inland Empire. He sat on the side of the road with a cow
1: during this campaign, which was, unfortunately, unsuccessful. Stay tuned to Inspirato Projecto for more fun facts.
0: Good day and hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is your friend, Carl Sagan, transmitting to you via satellite from the fifth sun of Jupiter. We would like to say to you that right now out of all the nows available to humans, plants, animals, and other creatures is this wonderful motto logo and saying Carry this on with you and it is this dear listener Carpe Dream seize the Drium that's right Carpe Drium seize the the dream. When you're billions and billions of light years, we in other galaxies or perhaps in the middle of a planet that you have never been into before, may you remember a carpe dream Seize the Dream. The next time you find yourself silver surfing across the galaxies and next to blazing comets, or dare I say, meteorites, the next time you find yourself silver surfing out there in the dark blue yonder, I want you to to remember this very, very important soundbite. May you continue to recycle this soundbite amongst your peers, co-workers, affiliates, Family members, classmates, confidants, comrades, superiors, inferiors, collaborators, fellow saboteurs, etc., etc., and so forth, and so forth, and that very important message. Is this to you, dear listener? Corpi dream Seize the dream. Fully embrace the dream. Seize the dia de- dream. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Boys and girls creatures mythical beings, paranormal happenings, unidentified objections, extraterrestrials, and other forms of frequencies and vehicles. This one piece of very important wisdom is for you. Carpe dream. Seize the dream. Carpe, carpe dream. Seize, seize the dream. Hello? Anybody out there listening to what I'm seeing now? Do I have. I at once, earlier in the program, thought I had an audience. He was going, chew, listen, chew, what I was seeing. And now, I am wondering where my beloved. Audience, has gone off to. Well, let's just see. That's fine with me. I'm fine with that. And that is okay. Because I don't need an audience to see what I have to see. Oh. What? Why are you laughing at that? That is That statement right there is probably the most non-hilarious statement I could have said on D. So, can you please answer me kindly as to why you decided to laugh? Oh, I guess... See, when when I talk to them directly, they seem to then... Stop laughing, stop responding, if you will. Then, of course, if I. Well, there they go. See? When I disregard them, when I when I disregard them, they start laughing again. Here. here listen, here. Anyway, this is Carl Segan urging you, inviting you, and inspiring you to Carpe Drium. Seize. The Dream Eum 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 Yum e-